The following podcast contains explicit content and is not suitable for all listeners. Women are six times more likely to be killed by an ex-spouse than a current legally married spouse. In fact, the period immediately after a separation is the most dangerous for abuse victims. Dorothy Ruth Hoogstraten was born on February 28, 1960 in Vancouver, British Columbia to Simon and Nellie Hoogstraten. Her parents had emigrated from the Netherlands prior and her father left when she was just three years old. Her brother John was born in 1961, followed by her sister in 1968. It was reported that her mother was working as a housekeeper while training to become a nurse when she became pregnant by her employer with Dorothy's sister Louise. I could find little on Dorothy's childhood other than her family was on social assistance and Dorothy had worked at a Dairy Queen throughout high school to help her family financially. It was at the Dairy Queen at the age of 18 that her life would change forever. Paul Snyder was born April 15, 1951 in Vancouver, British Columbia to Jewish parents. Friends of Dorothy referred to him as a hustler, pimp, and small-time nightclub promoter. As he ordered his Strawberry Sunday Supreme, Paul saw something in Dorothy and immediately began grooming her for stardom. As a teen, Dorothy thought of herself as boring and plain with big hands, but Standing at 5'9", the bosomy blue-eyed blonde was described as the next Marilyn Monroe and enamored everyone who laid eyes on her. But she was also naive and trusting to a fault. Paul convinced Dorothy to submit nude photographs to Playboy in the summer of 1978, which soon ran in the magazine. She was under the legal age of majority in BC, which was 19 at the time, and had to persuade her mother to sign the release form. That August, Dorothy relocated to Los Angeles, changing her last name to Stratton, where she became a finalist in the 25th anniversary Great Playmate Hunt, but unfortunately lost out to Candy Loving. Paul joined her in L.A. in October 1978, and they were married the following year on June 1, 1979. That same year, Dorothy was selected as Miss August and was featured in the Playboy magazine becoming known as the Dairy Queen Playmate. She also began working as a bunny in the Playboy Club in Century City, L.A. Dorothy's stardom was unstoppable, and she was chosen as Playboy's Playmate of the Year for 1980 and was featured on the cover. As Dorothy's fame began to rise, it is reported that Paul became obsessive and jealous. According to Teresa Carpenter's Death of a Playmate, quote, He controlled her finances and real estate, and even determined who she'd need to sleep with to further her career, end quote. It was during this time that Dorothy also began acting. Her IMBD lists seven acting credits on both TV and film. Most notably, she was cast in They All Laughed, alongside Audrey Hepburn and Ben Gazzara, which was considered her big break. This is where she met director Peter Bogdanovich and the two began having an affair. A People magazine article from 1989 quoted Peter as saying, 
I could hardly believe that she really existed, that she wasn't a dream. There was something miraculous about Dorothy Stratton. At the encouragement from her friends, including Hugh Hefner, Dorothy separated from her husband and moved into Peter's estate and began preparing to file for divorce from Paul Snyder. Paul could not let go of his estranged wife and hired a private detective to follow Dorothy. On August 8, 1980, Paul and Dorothy met to discuss their separation. Convinced he could talk her into a reconciliation, he was devastated when Dorothy admitted she was in love with Peter and wanted to finalize the divorce. This conversation spiraled Paul into a state of despair, with his fragile ego being especially hurt that his wife had moved on with a successful director. It was reported that about a week prior to their meeting, Paul had borrowed a handgun and waited outside Peter's home intending to shoot anyone who entered the property, but grew bored when no one appeared and eventually left. Following their meeting, Paul began an obsessive hunt for a gun, even trying to convince the private detective he had hired to purchase one for him, as he could not legally obtain one in the U.S. as he was a Canadian citizen. He eventually purchased a used 12-gauge pump-action shotgun from a private seller via classified ad on August 13, 1980, which coincidentally marked the two-year anniversary of Dorothy moving to Los Angeles. Around noon on Thursday, August 14th, Dorothy arrived at the home they once shared to meet Paul and further discuss their divorce. She had $1,100 in cash on her, believed to be a down payment for Paul after spending that morning with her lawyer. The actual events are somewhat unsure, but it is determined that her estranged husband tied up and then sexually assaulted Dorothy before shooting her above her left eye. Approximately an hour later, after leaving a note detailing his, quote, financial distress, Paul shot and killed himself in a murder-suicide. His roommates, who had been out during the time of the murder, had originally thought the couple had reconciled and wanted privacy, but were later tipped off by the private detective and found the gruesome scene just after 11 p.m. Playboy could not stop the publication of Dorothy's nude photos the next month, but did halt the publication of a special pictorial alongside Hugh Hefner and her appearance in the 1981 Christmas calendar. In the piece by Teresa Carpenter, Hefner stated, quote, There is still a great tendency for this thing to fall into the classic cliché of small-town girl comes to Playboy, comes to Hollywood, life in the fast lane and then that was somehow related to her death, and it's not what really happened. A very sick guy saw his meal ticket and his connection to power, whatever, slipping away, and it was that that made him kill her, End quote. Her story has since been made into multiple movies, television features, docuseries, books, and articles with a cult-like following. The songs Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Best Was Yet to Come by Brian Adams, and Cover Girl by the band Prism were all inspired by Dorothy. Following her death, her lover, Peter Bodagnovich, made a statement, quote, Dorothy Stratton was as gifted and intelligent an actress as she was beautiful, and she was very, very beautiful indeed, in every way imaginable most particularly 
in her heart. She and I fell in love during our picture and had planned to be married as soon as her divorce was final. The loss to her mother and father, her sister and brother, to my children, to her friends, and to me is larger than we can calculate, end quote. There are some questionable and interesting developments following her murder, both with her lover Peter's controversial actions and book, and the mental state of Paul being debated. While those topics are interesting, I feel like it takes away from the story of Dorothy, and it begins to highlight those closest to her. I will leave some links below for you to further read about both Paul and Peter. However, one point I do want to bring up is the apparent coercion by Paul for an underage Dorothy to submit the nude photos to Playboy, and the claims by Peter that Dorothy did not want to be a centerfold, and that Hugh Hefner assaulted her. These claims were denied by Hefner, and after the threat of suing, the incident was changed to Hugh seducing Dorothy in Peter's book. Former playmates do admit to befriending and protecting a naive Dorothy upon her arrival at the Playboy Mansion, particularly from predatory men who frequented the mansion's parties. Unfortunately, these stories tend to be believable due to other stories and incidences described by women who have been at the mansion and who have been propositioned by Hefner. And while Hefner may never have physically assaulted a woman, his power over who was chosen as a playmate makes the idea of a woman feeling like she has to sleep with him for her career very likely. So whether he meant to or not, and that can be up for debate, we know that workplace coercion is very much a real thing and most likely occurred all too often at the Playboy Mansion. There's also a stigmatism towards women who are associated with sex work, be it nude models, porn stars, or sex workers, and their likelihood of assault is much higher Globally, sex workers have a 45-75% to 75 chance of experiencing sexual violence at some point in their careers, and a 32-55% to 55 chance of experiencing sexual violence in a given year. Thank you for listening to the story of Dorothy Stratton, whose promising life was cut short by a man whom she trusted and who ultimately could not take her rejection. It is a tragic story and it is one that is unfortunately told too often in our society. I am your host, Sean Marie. Join me next time for a new story.